transmission by me, Donald Green. Make me an island. make me an island. Hope this second week of lockdown number two has been kind to you thus far. I think it's fair to say that we're all just hanging in there, just about and just because. Now making good our promise to keep you posted on a weekly basis for the duration, we are back today with another attempt at getting the music to keep your spirits high. It's a Make Me an Islander special, and after a few failed attempts at making a show together throughout the summer, I am delighted to say that my guest today is one of my favourite musicians and people, the one and the only Cormac Begley. His music has been a source of inspiration and joy for quite some time, and having been lucky enough to witness him in full flight several times, I can testify that when Cormac starts to play, nobody ever wants him to stop. He'll be joining me right after this from his debut solo album, Joe Baines and the Streamstown Jig. Thank you. 
quality of tea altogether. Um, Cormac, thanks so much for um, for coming to Make Me an Island. Uh, we've been enjoying your music um, and uh, it's great to get to talk to you finally. Ah, <laughs> so, delighted to uh, so it's not in West Kerry, but it is in West Mountjoy Square. <laughs> <laughs> um, I suppose, you know, we might cover some, some of the ground that we did uh, previously, but um, it's it's really interesting to know that, you know, that the music, the music playing the music for you kind of came surprisingly late on for somebody who comes from a family of, of uh, uh, musical royalty in Kerry. Um, I, yeah, it's, I feel a bit uncomfortable when people say musical royalty, but they're like, yeah, they're musicians, like, like my yes. mother's side of the family and father's side of the family um, play music, they sing. Yeah. Uh, dancers but um, a lot of my neighbours and their neighbours would have sang and played as well mm. but I guess and going back generations so like I don't think there's a, like maybe yeah actually I'll take many. back the royalty <laughs> word <laughs> oh yeah because the, the whole world were, yeah hey, let's no it would no more use of the, the royal yeah, anything but, 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 I, but I was late late um, to start playing I was, I was always interested in music love listening to music yeah uh, love this stuff on the, on the radio and love to listen to traditional music yeah. um, um, I started probably 16, 17 my older brother started playing guitar and um, my cousins Neil and Owen Begley were playing locally and a few other, few other people playing uh, around my age or just a bit older uh, around Dingle but I never really had a draw to play music like um, I would listen to more stuff on, I would listen to like the Fugees and stuff like that and yeah. Spice Girls and <laughs> grown up, but no, no real interest in playing. So uh, I always, I'm always surprised at what I'm doing at the moment because um, uh, that was never the pl- part of the plan. Yeah. But um, yeah, just I think just an important stage in my life, late sixteen, seventeen, and hearing some musicians, traditional musicians, and th- through their music, they spoke to me in ways that uh, that other music didn't really yeah. and um, I was kind of drawn drawn to that and um, then I, I guess I just started playing playing, learning some tunes and it wasn't until I went to college then that I started getting really into it and, mm-hmm. ma- and making friends um, in college through music. Uh, and yeah. specifically the musicians that you heard that, that kind of turned your head were from Clare, right? Some of them were from Clare, yes. Yeah. Um, like on Concertina, Mary McNamara would have had a huge influence um martin hayes um had it uh, is on one of her albums i think track number six um 
uh, set of reels and I just remember hearing that and just been blown away by it and yeah. um, and other other musicians from East Clare like Paddy Canny mm-hmm. like and listen to like Joe Cooley and Tony McMahon and um, they're they're the people that had a huge influence and, and my father of course um, mm-hmm. so like I, I've always drawn to musicians that kind of play from their kind of I guess emotional their emotion emotions their emotional mm-hmm. place mm-hmm. and being honest with that mm-hmm. that gives me confidence to to express that myself and mm-hmm. um, speaks to me in a way that that um, that words sometimes can't get to yeah sure well I, that's really interesting Cormac I think just on the point before I forget on, on the point of, of what it was that was in the, the music you know with, with Mary McNamara and uh, Martin Hayes so like what was different about that from we'll say what would be you'd be immersed in in West Kerry you know which is I suppose dance music is it is that fair to say yeah. or, or is that anyway I'll yeah um, what's different like that there's like I like dis- different aspects of of uh, traditional music from all around the country. Um, in West Kerry, there's a nice, there's a good drive and kind of wildness and mm-hmm. um, earthy. It's kind of energetic, um, and it just comes from really kind of feel like a really kind of a feral or deep place, like mm-hmm. kind of a wildness. But there's something about East Clare music which is kind of it's a bit more. It's it's a, it's, a, it's it's very moody. Mm-hmm. It's a, maybe a bit more. Um, measured or something but there's there's a there's there's a there's a there's a there's a sing in it or, or a hum in it that's mm-hmm. a cyclical uh, and, a, and a lift as well like in kind of uh, and the tempo that that just kind of uh, kind of opens opens me up like um, mm-hmm. when, I, when I hear it yeah and it's the type of music that I'd uh, it's very very layered and just and, and deep and um and yeah, it's just just it's kind of it explains a lot of what goes on inside me more yeah. in, in some aspects of me more more so than um, music in West Kerrywood. Or, okay, like, yeah. got you. Yeah, right. Okay, yeah, sure. Yeah, that makes yeah, loads yeah. of sense. Yeah. But uh, and then yeah, that makes perfect sense. But then in terms then of your you know choice of the concertina, uh, your your father was a box player, accordion player. Uh, both your uncles and uh, you know I mean w- with hugely um, reputed uh, accordion players um, um, the concertina is obviously from the same family as you are from you know from um, yeah. so uh, was 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 it her playing specifically that that was the kind of choice of that's the instrument I want to play as in or um, was it something else it was that, that as well as my cousin called Egon Lynch as well he's I would have heard him a bit growing up. Um, I I was very interested in the, funny enough, in the shape of the instrument. Yeah, like I've seen it first, and um, that that was the draw. Like I, I didn't, I I always liked the sound of the con- the accordion. Loved the bass, the, like the bass uh, side yeah. of the, the the accordion. I thought it was very good on the bass, and mm-hmm. like talking about Mahan as well. So I was always interested in the bass. Um, and my internal, um, I don't know, maybe because if, if I'm if I'm humming a tune in my head, mm-hmm. the sound I used to hear for for a long time was the was the accordion. Yeah, like if I was your, your a tune. internal music, internal or music, your heart yeah. music, or, yeah, yeah. Would, have, would have been would have been the accordion sound. Yeah, um, and 
I guess I don't really know. Like there was a, there was a concertina around the house. My father bought a concertina, and I and I started messing, trying to play a few tunes on it. But I was playing it similar to how you play in, uh, a melodeon or accordion, just up and down the rows. Yeah. And um, I I. I don't know. Maybe some of it was like that. I just wanted to try something different from the the accordion as well in the, in the family. Like, yeah. Um, but there was something something about the the, the there was something like something about the purity maybe of the this is a single note or the single read, um, and the sound of it. Um, and there's kind of maybe a bit of vulnerability in it in yeah. in the way in the way some people play it anyway. Yeah. Um kind of drawn to that it's which is different from the accordion even though the same family and and, yeah. and read driven and air driven mm-hmm. but um it's it is a very like a lot of accordions might have one or two reads per note mm-hmm. whereas the concertina is one single kind of a and read and it uh it kind of defines the sound of it but um yeah yeah that's comic just while we uh, <laughs> the subject of of bass right because you know one of the remarkable things about your playing is when you play the bass concertina and 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 i'm delighted to hear that you're going to be exploring an entire album on that if you've got that yeah that's part of the plan um maybe it would it be possible anyway look before we we can chat about it the thing is that it it, it has an incredible range and and there's things that kind of happen there with, with your playing that involve more than just playing the notes right so there's something kind of and and maybe you could explain a little bit about the basic kind of technique you have involved there in in terms of the like the bass well the bass is just it's like an octave or two two octaves below the regular pitch concertina yeah uh, a lot deeper, deeper sounding, um, and I guess um, it takes. It's it's harder to play faster tunes on it. It takes right. a lot more air to activate the reeds, uh-huh. um, and they're bigger, bigger reeds. So uh, it takes a lot more force and maybe physicality to play it. Yeah. Um, than a regular concertina, say. Um, yeah. So uh, what comes with that is like um, as a result of trying to play. At regular speed on the bass comes with with that with the force that's needed comes with other kind of external sounds like the cl- clacking of the 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 sides of the concertina or, yeah. the, or the buttons or or the air sound which is kind of the air like the the bellows of the instrument is like the lungs like yeah. if, you, if you're breathing mm-hmm. and uh, sometimes these out of shape <laughs> overweight concertinas mm-hmm. are trying to sprint. And right, they're yeah. panting then, so this is kind of a. <laughs> they're chasing that bus that you can hear yeah. outside there. <laughs> <laughs> so it, yeah. it, it results in, in heavy breathing or yeah. breathing, and I try, try and incorporate that for, for some of the yeah. as a percussive factor. So emphasis. wonderfully incorporated. I mean, it, it, so on. So we'll say just treating it like a, an organism as such. It's kind of like the the you know the the most of the machines you play are around about 100 years old or, or I mean from many, rough, many of them are yeah, many of yeah. them are um, so I suppose yeah so they mature really well and, and, and you're, you're able to use these little quirks within the, the bellows that, that are yeah. Um, yeah. and to expand on the the organism yeah um, yeah uh, metaphor like the, the it would have the Constantinus would have originated as a, as a single cell organism uh-huh. in, in the form of a juice harp yeah it's very um common instrument uh, throughout uh, many cultures around the world yeah. and that evolved then and became more complex 
with a mouth organ, which would be like the father of an accordion. Yeah. And uh, just little, nearly 200 years old, like 200 years ago, the Constantine and the accordion were born. And um, they're... uh, So it's 1829 I was reading. Yeah, yeah. Thereabouts, yeah. Yeah, yeah. The Constantine, and they would have evolved around the same same time. Constantine is a lot more complex and complicated than the the accordion. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, I make sure to tell my father and my uncles that. Yeah, uh, yeah, <laughs> that yeah. is, but it, it is, it's constantly <coughs> evolving. There's a lot, lot of things that are changing in it. Yeah. Uh, like any any organism. But um, so uh, it needs air to, air to breathe. Mm-hmm. Um, it needs TLC to, to mm-hmm. be maintained. Mm-hmm. Um, my style of playing uh, on some of the instruments are, are a bit rough and, 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 and maybe I, I damage bellows sometimes mm-hmm. and and some of the buttons, levers and pads and um I break break some things and this is a there's a Constantine repair repair called um Sean O'Farrell. Mm-hmm. Um he's starting up a Constantina protection agency <laughs> 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 and he said on top of the list yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen how you play uh, but you know I mean w- you know I mean with with yeah I mean the the, the thing is right so so the physical nature of playing just on that point right there's incredible uh, amount of strength required i mean it's deceptive in the sense that the size can be so now the base which we're looking at here um isn't as is is quite big but you know you put a lot of power into a small amount of space in terms of your overall strength and energy yeah well i, th- I think um a concertina now would be the base would be maybe four or five times the weight of a regular uh, okay. Concertina, mm-hmm. and I don't know what it, like I I often play slow pieces, airs, and maybe hornpipes, slower pieces, and bar and stuff like that on, on the on the bass. But um, to play uh, like it, it seems to for in terms of reels or jigs or faster tunes that I'd play, it seems to draw kind of a um, kind of maybe a darker, more kind of for want of a better word, kind of more aggressive kind of. Mm. Uh, elements out as well, like like you can get a lot, a lot of the soft and tender aspects of yourself out through through the slower pieces, but mm-hmm. but for the for the um, for the the rough rough rougher sides here, like the the bass in particular, the two bases I own bring bring that out and it requires some physicality. Like it's yeah. funny where your mind goes when you're playing certain tunes. Like yeah, you might be you might be um, like. I often give it like a, a kind of a war war like <laughs> example or like a, a fight like you're you're in battle and, and, in battle and some of that mm-hmm. if you're going up and if you're going up stage or if you're playing in front of people mm-hmm. there's some of the same like I'd say mental preparation like it's going mm-hmm. to sink or swim uh, do mm-hmm. or die or mm-hmm. kind of like mm-hmm. it's um, and uh, there's some of that like about kind of psyching yourself up to mm-hmm. to do something that may not come naturally to you like it doesn't yeah. in my case it's not something that I would would naturally gravitate to but it's something that I I I, I do like a challenge and I do like overcoming something I don't like yeah. I don't like the fear of of I don't like being afraid not to do something like I'd, I'd rather just I'd, it's about kind of getting over that fear yeah like, so um, so I do I do like there's some of that there's that, that battle mentality for yeah. some of the tunes and yeah 
like um and there's an all or nothingness about it you know like <laughs> as, in, as in do or die all those things there you know, is, all those uh, battle cries yeah absolutely <laughs> like yeah and, and everything and all that you yeah. know well so and and, yeah. and often the concertina gets gets it like yeah. <laughs> <laughs> takes one for the team <laughs> yeah. um but it's yeah so just again uh, on the point of this machine right so you actually have two of of what are only six in the uh, world, right? Built by built by Colin Rosalie Dipper. Yeah. So um they're they're the only uh, contemporary makers of bass instruments. Mm-hmm. And on last count I think they've only made six and mm-hmm. I, I have two of them. There are other bases that they they back from um from the turn of the century and maybe a bit uh, before that. Yeah. Um but they're they're kind of different animals. They're they're mostly just for cording or um accompaniment. Okay. Uh, it'd be very difficult uh, even more if to, to play uh, like a tune on, a tune on them. Yeah, um, it is possible, but it's 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 not. Uh, these are exceptional instruments, like that. Yeah, yeah. And can I just ask a question that might be difficult to answer? They're probably all pretty tricky. But um, just so so you know, as a person who who's coming from you know um, my love of traditional music, I come from Schleibucher. I denied it for many many years, and then I yeah. just was like, "What the hell was I doing?" Anyway, I've told this story on the podcast many times. But um, you know, my the other angle is pure sonic journey as in it's all about sound and that's really what i'm interested in so when people say what do you like i I don't really know how to answer that because Mm. it's just this feeling for sound you know like all the way through but what's going on with the way you play this instrument and and many of the others is there's a whole world of sound going on a wall of sound Mm. (laughs) but i just would like to know kind of you know i don't want to break the magic of that uh, or ask you kind of to to tell me what's going on when you're when you're playing but like it must feel like you're controlling something quite big at times right is that is that fair to say uh, um i guess i guess there is there's a lot like there's a lot you can do with the bass yeah um in terms of just say in terms of even in terms of dynamics from quiet to to load in terms of mm-hmm. some of the aspects of the instrument like this there is a like i got five levers designed on on the base which allows for five different drones yeah um so you can activate all five of them at the same time if you'd like but uh one or two of them uh is generally what i what i do but um so you, you have the melody you have um you have a kind of a percussive um like a, like like playing like focusing on the tune like the yeah. tune dictates what 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 how you treat it really yeah and and at all times yeah so and try and stay stay true to that um i like when i practice i i practice in a specific way like a, like um i'll if there's a tune that i kind of feel like tunes call you like the, if, if we've heard thousands like traditional musicians would know hundreds and thousands like hundreds or thousands of tunes mm. and um, there's only a handful of them, or maybe there might be ten, twenty that that really speak that are speaking to you at a given time. Mm-hmm. And like I can remember most most places I've been when I've heard a certain tune that that is kind of, there's like a call to play. Mm-hmm. So um, <laughs> call to play. Yeah, it's like <laughs> yeah, okay. like so it's it's kind of um, a lot of these tunes are date back hundreds of years mm. and would have been what our ancestors would have been singing dancing to and play, playing playing to and i think it's more than that it's like there's this kind of internal 
uh, structure or um, I guess uh, something in the some kind of a formula in the melody that speaks to us on a really deep deep level yeah. and that come from somebody's experience of some sort of emotion and the fact that they are still relevant now as much as they were hundreds of years ago uh, speaks volumes to me and says that we haven't really changed that much as animals yes. <laughs> like, yeah. um, over that period and um, and that the music of our ancestors is really valuable so um, I try and honour that and try and get into the place where I feel that the composer w- was yeah um, and I I try and imagine a scenario where I've experienced that similar thing in my life mm-hmm. and then I I just go into that world and then I when I practice I I I try and incorporate all the elements I try all the elements all the different variation stuff you can do yeah uh, in terms of the tune, melody, chords, uh, droning, uh, mm-hmm. different percussive effects, and then some of that st- I just maybe throw that stuff at the tune, and then some of it sticks, mm-hmm. and some of it doesn't. Some of it doesn't suit it, and sometimes it's just the tune itself is is more than enough. Mm-hmm. So yeah, uh, I don't know if that answers your oh, question. Oh, that's but fantastic yeah, yeah. answer, Colin. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, that's absolutely fantastic. I I know that I've I've. It's wonderful to hear you describe these things. I I have heard you do it in other ways, but you're always uh, got the instrument in your hand, so I'm sure it's not easy. <laughs> but at least there's nobody here. <laughs> uh, so no, I mean, okay. So look, there's a few things about that. I think that that's. Um, that shows in, in, in your choice material and also just, you know, what you bring to each tune that you play because it, it there's meaning involved in, 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 in the execution of something that, that is, you know, as as you quite beautifully explained there, um, inherently powerful and meaningful, mm-hmm. you know, as in these tunes have been, you know, for the most part. They're threads that go back a long, a long way. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think, like a lot of people, draw on maybe their contemporaries and, or, and people people who they listen to in mainstream music um, and how they feel, how they those musicians made them feel um, like that. that's that's how I'd uh, like I'd, me and people that play traditional music can empathise with that uh, the melodies of tunes in the same way it's, yeah. it's that meaning for, like for, for them or uh, yeah as meaningful I'd imagine yeah um, but uh, yeah it, it so, so, sometimes people dismiss traditional music and its value or maybe just don't look past past, yeah. past its value or don't and I think there's there is a there is a need for traditional musicians to to kind of open those doors for people and uh just maybe explain a bit more about the music or mm. or um yeah ex- explain or what the value of that music is for the musician as well yeah uh, because the more you learn about something the more the more you, maybe the more you hear as well yes like, of course so yeah absolutely um uh, maybe it's a good point Cormac to to take up the machine at this point um you could just put that down there and uh yeah we uh, our um advanced studio setup means that we have um Cormac is now going to be coming from a different microphone um, but yeah maybe we could hear something yeah. anything calling you right now <laughs> uh. <laughs> 
Great World War, the internal one. <laughs> <laughs> so, comic writing tunes. I mean, that's just wonderful. How does the uh, how does that process kind of work for you? Uh, well, I, I I haven't really written many tunes, maybe two or three tunes yeah. um, so far, and uh, I don't know. I, I I've never really sat down to 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 write tunes like or to compose a tune. Mm. Uh, maybe if I'm playing or if I'm if I'm humming a tune from out for a walk or driving a car, a phrase will come to you, um, like a thought, and you might just make a note of that mm-hmm. idea, yeah. and 
and then maybe maybe it could be a month or two later then another thought yeah. related to that original thought yeah and they might connect and then like so that that tune like the f- that first tu- first part i was probably honing my head for probably six uh, seven would you eight just months put it in the, would you just do a voice message or something with sometimes the yeah, I'd be, yeah i'd be humming it in or whistling in into into uh, into a recorder and if I have concertinas around I might play that phrase on all the different concertinas yeah. to see which one uh, it so sits with so like. the family are, is 13 right so there's 13 in the family yeah, all, yeah. all equal uh, <laughs> and, uh, I don't I, <laughs> they're not <laughs> like, uh, yeah, they're not all generally here, so. in principle <laughs> believe in equality and yeah. things are equal across the board but they're not equal yes of course uh, all <laughs> things not being equal <laughs> all things being unequal um, but um, so you would yeah so you'd, you'd try it out and, and then you'd kind of find something suitable or something that sounds right tonally to, to, to yeah and that suits it. and that suits that um, I guess where you are in like you might have a, f- a phrase in your in your in your mind, and that phrase is probably just the the tip of the the iceberg, maybe. Yeah. And tied into a a, a, a deeper feeling in your in your gut. Yeah. And then maybe p- picking up a different concertina, maybe a deeper one or a higher pitch concertina, can get you closer to that feeling. Yeah. And you, you kind of you follow that. To see, I follow that. To see if I'm kind of which one is kind of bring me on the right track. It's like the tunes there already. It's just your yeah you're just it's just different things help you or different constraints or different uh and time just allow you to to unveil it or something yeah like, or, to, or to to yeah to make it real to make it to yeah. make it to yeah to bring it into existence yeah um comic just on on the point of of you know your approach to your music and to to what you're doing with the, you know the, the music you've released thus far and uh is it something that you know are you conscious of bringing a lot of um you know your own ideas to to the tradition as in you know there was a time when that was an issue now i I, i'm glad it it seems that that's a long time ago or at least it's in the past i would hope but just that idea that you know that you would be in some ways um diluting it by being adventurous sonically or something like that or, or did those questions ever enter your mind Oh, they do. I think, yeah, they do often enter my mind. Um, um, like, I, I, yeah, um, I'm not really sure how to answer that question because there's a lot of people that I believe that are are playing traditional music and have maybe not gone back to the older older musicians and to learn and value them enough, yeah. maybe, because. Well, like a lot of these older musicians were young ones, and yes, and were experimenting and were, and were listening to music and maybe not and really valued what was around them and maybe added their own thing with it mm-hmm. added to it. Um, but I, I, they're a huge resource to learn from. Uh, so like, there's a lot of these musicians uh, that you could, that you can go back to and listen to and learn from. Um, and sometimes what people nowadays are doing who haven't gone back and listened to they think they're doing something that's really kind of new and uh, Mm -hmm. and very interesting but it's just sometimes it's just a really like maybe an inferior version of what these older people have done they've been there and they've adapted Mm -hmm. to a a greater kind of level of sophistication Mm -hmm. 
so like there's like it's like some people say oh you listen to all people like you're really beholden to the past but like a lot of these people are doing is really really complex and really really interesting like mm -hmm. and 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 I, I i always encourage people to go back and and to learn from these musicians and to feel what they were doing and once you've done that it gives you kind of confidence to see what's like it kind of uh better equips you to to uh to maybe explore your own own thing. Yeah, I, I I don't believe that I'm doing anything that's uh, that's new. Like mm -hmm. like like if I'm emphasizing something, like people always mention the air and and other mm. different sounds. But mm. like if if I'm emphasizing stuff there, that's their emphasis that other older musicians would have done anyway, mm -hmm. and maybe more subtly. Okay, and like so, <laughs> it was always there, and the older musicians blamed. Like I I, I can't like. Uh, like it's, it's people always seem to um, focus on those kind of. I don't. I. I. I don't see them as being the root of the the music. Like they, yeah. they, they. They pick on. They pick out certain sounds that. I. 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 I, I do think are, to some degree are, are interesting, but I don't think they're. Yeah. They, I wouldn't. I wouldn't like to be defined by them either. Like uh, in some ways. Yeah. But, sure. But like I. I don't see what I'm doing as really new in, in any as any aspects. I'm just kind of yeah. using emphasis that I hear and that I've heard that people do, and maybe uh, using a different way to emphasize what yeah, they're doing. Yeah. That's a. That's the perfect answer. I mean, um, I think um, that answers my question. Um, yeah. Cormac, just on the point of, of something else that um, I have saw develop um, was uh, the production of MAM, Michael Keegan Dolan's production, right? So it was yeah. something that, that was, uh, for me, it was, you know, a, a double whammy in the sense that I followed Michael's work all the way through from way back and and I saw a production he did of Giselle many years ago and it yeah life-changing stuff yeah. so um so I followed it the whole way through and then you know I the album from which the source material for the for the sounds uh, that was used in MAM um I can honestly say that that record is very important one for for me personally and so I had was very close to that music and then you told me this was happening and I could barely believe that as in Two worlds collide there, really. Um, <coughs> excuse me, but so I suppose my point being is that like that brings the music somewhere else completely. And uh, if for, for some some listeners may well have seen this production, I hope that it will be back. But it must have been phenomenal to step into that world and to see something being done like that with. The f on the foundations that you laid down with the music, uh, uh, really, yeah, it, it was. It was, a, it was an amazing experience. Uh, I feel very lucky to have been um, to have been working with Michael and amazing dancers and uh, stargaze and the whole crew mm -hmm. that were involved in it. Um, I trust Michael, like I trust Michael's vision and I trust mm -hmm. his his gut and um, and. What I I I enjoy really enjoyed the process. We were there for down in, in the hall in West Kerry, in Fiona Hall, where I got my first shift. <laughs> <It was> like <laughs> Eleven, and uh, I was working in that hall and like yoga in the morning. Sometimes I'd, everyone else is kind of do probably more regular than I was, but uh, we'd have food, breakfast, lunch, and dinner there. Uh, three hours in the before before noon, and then three hours in the afternoon. Uh, working together and they spent weeks and weeks playing and 
people just um, uh, moving freely to music and mm-hmm. uh, moving from how they felt and how they reacted naturally to the music. A lot of them hadn't really heard traditional music before. Many of them hadn't even heard a concertina before. Yeah. And they were in a, in a room now. And and these are and people from all parts all of the world. All around the world, yeah. yeah. And... Um, so that, that I mean, that, that, that in itself must have been phenomenal to just even, I mean, you weren't just an observer, you were a participant, but like to, to see that happening, unfolding. The, the, the process of that, like it's, it's, um, Michael encourages people to find their own movement within their own bodies mm-hmm. and with, with the, what, what their give, God-given movements or like what yeah. their, their uh, assets and their, like, um, the other word so M- M- Michael encourages people let's go back in that yeah, yeah that's right but, uh, uh, he encourages people to to dance uh, based on their own bodies and their own experiences and to find their own way of, of moving and it's it parallels a musician's journey as well like you're given a tune and you have your life experiences and you're you're trying to find your own way of expressing that tune Mm-hmm. And the 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 dancers have the parallel journey with it with their body and 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 listen to this music and soaking up the music. It was hours and hours of people in the the same room, and uh, they'd they dance. And Michael would has the eye for when somebody's in that zone or not. Yeah. There's certain moves that m- movements that emerge from from that that he likes and wants to put into the piece. Um, they were all written up on, on the wall, like, and there's a big master list of tunes and as well as that dance moves that were kind of uh, put together uh, um, at different stages, the latter stages of, of producing the show. But um, it was, for me, it was a very special uh, uh, time as well because I was listening to, I was watching these people dance and probably manifesting a lot of ways that you'd imagine um people to dance if they were to dance freely and other ways that you would, you couldn't even imagine people to react to the music because yeah. like when you grow up in traditional music there's, there's set dancing there's, yeah, there's, there's solo certain, dancing there's Shannon's dancing yes. there's Irish dancing and there's there's certain certain ways to dance it takes to a it. certain form yeah yeah and um, like the Fecal Festival it's one of my favourite fecals in East Clare uh, festivals and it's it's running in Fecal in East Clare one of my favourite words in the whole uh, <laughs> <laughs> Fecal <laughs> yeah. go on uh, sorry but, Fecal Festival I remember playing the session there there's a guy that comes down every 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 year he's I think he's from Bandon Cork but he just dances freely to the music with like. abandon uh, yeah, and then <laughs> for the first year, two people kind of looking at him, and and, like, and and again, it's outside the general form and shape of yeah, traditional. Yeah. Yes, okay. Just in the bar, and him just going wild and dancing. Oh, beautiful! This, yeah, and it was classic. And but you'd see everyone's kind of getting really kind of uncomfortable, like or kind of didn't know how to react watching him. Well, like, th- th- that, that kind of sums up the Irish character there, and just <laughs> you know, as in, we'll all get uncomfortable together. And also, dancing is something that you know, it's it should be way more common and more part of. Anyway, yeah. that's another point. But but I, go I, on. I, I, I believe that the majority of people kind of respected him for it, but just that themselves that they, they yes. may not. But yeah. they, there's a, afraid, you, afraid he'd dance with next year or ask you to dance or <laughs> yeah, something. Yeah, yeah. But they, they respected, I guess, the balls and the courage to do that yeah. and to be free to do that. Yeah. And like the second year he came back, we'd be just trying to encourage him to get up and, and yeah. dance. And yeah. like, the main like, feature. Every, yeah, everyone was like accepting, accepting of him and 
great lad like great chats with him and in in a way like that's what that's yeah uh from from mom and working at mom a lot of these these movements like these dancers athletes uh professional dancers would manifest a lot of ways that you feel inside yeah. like physically and, yeah. and 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 sometimes i play the tunes i can see them and i can feel them dancing in that certain way like and it's yeah it was, it's amazing like yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, it was phenomenal. I mean, I, 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 I think just to, yeah, just I suppose, do you normally like take away the dancers? But I mean, I mean, in terms of of being having something manifest itself visually so stunning and so beautiful in front of your eyes, you know, because like it's it must there must have been a dream like element to seeing it every night because you know it goes from the rehearsal room and in in you know uh, like all of his productions it becomes uh, incredibly cinematic and visual and uh, <laughs> and then it's something else you know like uh i suppose again i'm just looking from your perspective on you know the dreamlike nature of the phenomenon of it becoming that and you know and you well, to, to witness the process was unbelievable and yeah. like full marks to 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 Michael because like he had a he had a gut feeling and he had a vision uh, before it and he says his vision wasn't very clear but like but the thing is you get the right people in the room yeah. it'll create something yeah and uh, but to see it from the start all the way through the, to, to the end um, actually um, Pat Collins was there during all the rehearsals and yeah. he filmed a lot of process oh, yeah. which is going to come out in, on, on, in as a as a film oh, that's uh, fantastic news like uh, later I don't, I don't know if it's going to be released later this year or very next year but um, so people will get an opportunity to see yeah. what was going on and Michael's process learn about Michael's process um, so yeah <laughs> but like another side of it um, I, I'm, I'm sitting I'm playing and I'm there f in the middle of all these amazing yeah. people uh, but I'll never actually get to see the film. Like, yeah. Just to see the show, I mean. You like, know what, uh, just before you started that answer, I was like, I wish you could have, uh, of course you can't, but cause, cause can I just say from the point of view of seeing it, right, that I, I was lucky enough to see it a couple of times and I had uh, just rushed out, got tickets and was in the front at the, one of the shows and I saw a lot of, obviously it, it, was, it was so mind-blowing. And then I sat at the back a second time and saw the bigger picture which was you know uh, a very different yeah. thing but it was great to get two perspectives I mean yeah. I feel blessed to have seen one but twice but it, yeah sorry Cormac but Michael's Michael's attention to detail like if you're, if you're sitting at the front you get to see all these little nuances but then no matter from what, from what I'm told like mm. um, people sit in different like you get to see like different worlds or different completely perspectives and, from, and from each it. it's so thoroughly you know complete that each little part is meaningful in, and and yet the whole is is also ultimately incredibly meaningful yeah. um i you know I, I, I find it hard to kind of get my head around it but the, that is true about just you could focus on one dancer for instance and that could be the whole thing and yet the ensemble stuff is just off the charts I should say though Cormac to our listeners that um, you know having followed every single production the whole way with Michael um, I never met him and was you know sort of afraid of meeting <laughs> him and, uh, and then uh, just a few weeks ago uh, my annual trip up uh, Mount Brandon I was pointing out to Oda my daughter that's 
the Begley's farm there, you know, from the top of the holy mountain. And uh, yeah, anyway, to cut a long story short, I came over the brow of the hill and I see Cormac and Michael and the dog and the family. <laughs> But it was a pretty good place to meet, I think, for the <laughs> yeah, first yeah. time. It took the heat <laughs> off the situation. <laughs> and, then I, and then may I say as well that like, I looked around, and I've got a fear of heights, and I think I was telling you this, but... Um, so it does take, you know, it takes a certain amount of... It was actually somebody going up Crow Park, Crow Patrick sometimes, somebody gave me a stick, and that changed it from being impossible to do it to being possible. Yeah. So, you know, even with Brandon, I have to kind of think about it. But there's it's immeasur- immeasurably beneficial going up there. But, um, yeah, so it was just like, yeah... Something. It was great to see you up there. So yeah. Unexpected. And we've just been talking about you <laughs> 10 minutes before. Cuts that, so. out about 11 cent of text anyway. Who wants to? Yeah, just I'll see you on the mountain. But um, yeah, no, I mean, I mean, yeah, Brandon, um, I, I guess we need not go into detail about how what a special place it is. Um, but just just before we finish, actually, we might have um, a couple of, would it be possible to play a couple? There was a couple of other questions about ma'am, which it's, it's just, look, maybe it would be if we play a couple and I'll ask her would it be possible to play something from that yeah yeah. Yeah. Thank <laughs> you. 
So beautiful. Um, I, I come. I suppose I just one of the things um, when it comes to uh, you know the the kind of finding your way, uh, playing tunes and and so on and so forth. Just specifically a few things about you know the retention of the tunes. First of all, so when the tunes call you and they go in, they're there for good. You don't have to really kind of like you know you personally. You don't you know. Once they're chosen, they 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 stick around in your head, right? So you don't. Yeah, like I guess once like once you practice something enough and you learn it, yeah, it just stays. Like it's like, like I say, it's like any any language you learn, you learn certain phrases, you learn certain certain words, and then it's like learning. I guess learning a poem or something like that, or yeah. if you first a poem, you, once you once you learn it and. Uh, your practice just becomes a bit ingrained. You mightn't play it again. You might you might go through phases of playing a tune for for a few weeks or, or months, and yeah. and then not play something for five ten years, and then you're reminded of it at, at a session. You meet somebody, and um, it might take one or two rounds before you, you get the feel for it again. But yeah, yeah. And, and then just on the feel for it front, right? What is it about? So what are the different options you have in terms of, you know, making the tune your own there? You know, I mean, in terms of what, what do you tell people if you're, if you're teaching them how to play? Um, a few things uh, I'd, I'd, I'd mention. Like, first thing is to, to firstly uh, find a tune that resonates or feels like that, that activates uh, a feeling or a gut, yeah. gut feeling. Um, uh, and something that they, they really like listening to, no matter what it is, just to, just to start with that, and then to learn learn the tune, and learn 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 the tune bit by bit, uh, yeah, uh, little cycles or phrases of it, and then um, I try and encourage people then to to uh, uh, one of the things I do to try, try and encourage them to to find their own to find their own voice uh, or their fo- their own taking the tune is. You just say if you have uh, six notes in a jig in, in a bar, you you get them to emphasise each note consecutively. So that the, for these six notes they play, or just say ba ba black sheep as an example. Yeah. Get them to to sing or play ba ba black sheep by going ba ba black sheep. Second time ago ba ba black sheep, ba ba black sheep. Ba ba black sheep. Now that's four different ways of playing that. If you, you can, you can extend that to to jigs, reels, pokers, any type of music, really, yeah. even phrasing when you're singing, to identify or to to highlight <coughs> certain words in a tune. But uh, it takes a bit of work to go through each word or each yeah. each note. But the idea then is just to 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 uh, listen to your gut and which one actually feels right. Yeah. Uh, to do and to sound like, and sometimes it's not 
uh, apparent immediately. Mm-hmm. You just record yourself and listen back. Mm-hmm. But to know that, like, like well, that's one of the one of the f- first things to do to to to, uh, to first decisions is to when you're trying to get your own voice or own style to see what you like and how you react to things but that opens up all the possibilities of, of the notes of a tune or, or the words of a song and um because like a lot of a lot of teachers who teach uh, across various instruments um they they, like, they often say no go off and do your own thing after you learn a tune find your own way and I've I've been in that situation like like I've learned a tune from my father for example, and from other teachers and then they say go off and do your own thing and you're like you're like am I am, am I not playing it right like like mm-hmm. what does that mean like mm-hmm. or how, how do you how do you do that like so like I, I I've I, I've kind of breaking down a very practical way of I think it's a practical way to to, to explore tunes and mm-hmm. all the different options and choices you can do and that's what, that's just one example of it mm-hmm. but um. And so approaching it much the same way that you'd have uh, lines of a text if you had to deliver and you would just, you know, in terms of emphasis and tone and so on and so forth, you're just trying to kind of get to know every single piece of every word and, and then yeah. and then say it your way. Yeah. And uh, like, and that's what, that's what, uh, like with all this advancement in AI and, yeah. uh, and stuff like that, like, and like, it's, it's so... It's not interesting if a computer creates this thing. Like, yeah. it's like if, like, mm. like, <laughs> like would, would all these, the uh, AI version of Cormac Pegg would have answered that straight away. Sorry, I don't like. I, I'm more interested in be, like people being honest with their mm-hmm. with with how how they react to stuff and like if somebody. Um, is honest in how they're presenting their their music or what, whatever they do. Mm-hmm. Um, that often trumps any any bit of um, skill they have, finesse yeah, or yeah, yeah, that, yeah, so yeah. That they're the, they're the people I'd like to mm-hmm. I'd listen to. Like um, if it comes from the heart and it's honest, they're people I'd, I'd been drawn to across all yeah all continuums really, like or all mm-hmm. skills. Um, so that's I think that's the most important thing, and that's what differentiates us from AI technology mm-hmm. right? and that yeah. that can do endless p- possibilities of uh, any combinations of stuff mm-hmm. but it's the person's decision through those possibilities that kind yeah. of and those choices they make is what kind of defines their yeah. overall sound when it comes to music mm-hmm. you, you you keep I mean it's something that I, I very much get from your music but you keep mentioning that kind of feel and feeling and the the humanity of the endeavour and uh, and I suppose you know touch being another part of that thing but um, just in terms of being able to kind of like step into that place for yourself you mentioned something earlier on Cormac that I just want to go back to like to go to that place and to to perform in front of people you had to overcome or you have to still overcome you know a huge amount of fear and uh, so I'm just interested about sort of before we finish how maybe you deal with that and how you how how you've you know overcome that because quite clearly you 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 manage it anyway um well well, it may appear that way yeah yeah (laughs) oh but like um how do I how do I overcome or do you know, I, or maybe maybe even to take us back to the kind of we'll say, you know, 
you know, your early, we'll say, performing first, having kind of come to it late, uh, sort of the first sort of steps, yeah. those steps, you know, that you had to take. I mean, it's instructive, I guess, from the point of view of people who might be in that position, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. As in, who, who who might be, have some I fear or trepidation about taking those steps. Yeah, I, I think it's maybe assumed uh, because of um, my upbringing or, or the music around me that I would have always played, but I was late playing and that a lot of that came with uh, the same insecurities uh, that people would have when they're starting off and playing and mm-hmm. not wanting to play in front of people and not having the confidence to, to start tunes or, or to play in front of people or um, or to join sessions or that yeah. sort of stuff like I had all that um, you'd be sitting at sessions not knowing any tunes and you're just sitting there for hours and you feel really uncomfortable and all that um it, in in some ways, like that's kind of let's say right of passage that you put yourself through that <laughs> maybe the feeling of humiliation or some kind of oh, yeah. you know, not feeling good to to because you're sitting there and you, you might be recording tunes and then go back to practice and then you uh-huh. might come back with an extra tune the next night and there's a, there's a lot of um, persistence in it yeah. and um, like. For example, like f- a couple of years ago, I put a questionnaire like about session etiquette, and is that, is that that sounds like it could be one word session etiquette? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but the etiquette around uh, joining a session, yeah, perfect, of session. course, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, uh, Sorry, like thirteen hundred people filled it out, but like one of the things that came up, like for a lot of people, is about not feeling, feeling a bit anxious about going in and about their yeah. their skill level, like, mm-hmm. and that's I think that's. That's that's very common, um, but that's mm-hmm. how I would have felt. And mm-hmm. going to sessions, and then um, I guess yeah, just I've uh, I guess I've, I've played a lot, and I've challenged myself a lot. Mm-hmm. I think I've put myself in in scenarios and played with a lot of musicians that uh, that are, are a lot better than me, and that I could learn a lot from. Yeah. So I I I. Um, I so that I could learn from them basically that I'd spend time with them and learn from them and get lessons from them yeah. and um, th- there there's some of the things I did like when you said all the different situations that you find yourself in wasn't there somewhere um, that you told me about where you were in New Zealand and and you had people doing the hacker no is there is there yeah a year, year or two ago yeah. um, I, I went <laughs> I over this story. I went over with with Michael yeah. um yeah. to do rehearsals in New Zealand it's a year last march i think went over to the New Zealand Arts Festival and mm-hmm. we spent maybe 2 or 3 weeks working in in a, in a in a room with maybe 20 dancers and then um I asked Mike would be possible. I thought it'd be class to do some kind of cultural exchange where I play music and uh, and to see a hacker. So he asked somebody, and before I knew it, there was like twenty people around me. I was in the middle of a circle <laughs> of like Maori, uh, Samoan, like New Zealanders. A lot of them like who knew, who were doing a hacker at me. Like I was like. And the idea was that I'd play a tune while they're doing the hacker, but they started doing their hacker and it scared me so much like like that uh, it kind of took my breath away. Like I didn't know what to do. Like So I stopped playing. I was looking around and men and women, like eyes rolled back, tongues out, screaming, smacking their biceps and their thighs. And it was like, 
like, I, I still remember I remember every second of it and then they stopped their hacking and then I said right I, I can't let down <laughs> my side no like, so I ended up playing I remember playing I think I played in a march for them you can't you can't play it on that no uh, I played it yeah that's one that oh, you played, played yeah, it, yeah, yeah. Oh, you, pl- it's, well, you know what I was thinking it might be one of those yeah, yeah. the last one maybe um, it was um Anyway, yeah, it was, it was, I can't remember that. Yeah, I think it might have been the Marge at last one, I played, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then after I stopped, they did a second hacker. Um, but it was, it just, it, that had such an impact on me because, like, um, New Zealand is another country that was colonised. And, um, and I just got thinking about their physicality and their way of release and their spirit. Yeah. Like, and yeah. a lot of people view. Um, hack is a kind of a maybe is a, maybe an aggressive thing or yeah. letting out that kind of energy, but they've hackers for every kind of ceremony. Just like mm-hmm. we have mu- we have music for for funerals, weddings, yeah. um, all these different kind of rituals and uh, scenarios or situations. And um, I I I kind of felt like we'd been conquered, the Irish, like physically, because yeah. we don't like other than football field or you might see people manifesting this kind of a fight or something after like out at night or something like that um, there's no communal way that we get together yeah in that physical way and mm-hmm. and express that mm-hmm. kind of energy like mm-hmm. um, but we do do it through music like mm-hmm. and we haven't lost our music like in New Zealand they don't have traditional music that's gone like there's no mm-hmm. doesn't go back but we have music goes back hundreds and hundreds of years and like it's like our cultural DNA like mm-hmm. is in printed in this music like mm-hmm. and like our emotional worlds are are in these tunes like, that go back mm-hmm. so like that there and it's as profound and as expressive as any hacker uh, yeah it can yeah. be yeah, how, yeah. How, how did it get on uh, in terms of the your response comic in, in the room in New Zealand uh, how, how do you mean as in like did, how did they feel about your response um it was they're not uh, here they, right they, now yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well they said they they it's 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 not often they do a second hacker yeah oh so right. you, that's so a they, good sign so they, they that's they said that um, but, you know they're trying to flatter me that, but they said they, I put it up to them that they did a second hacker but, uh, worthy yeah. of something <laughs> yeah. a, a gesture worthy of a response <laughs> <laughs> like, that's all you can hope for oh yeah but, but I mean I suppose Take that. but you know in the in you know you're talking about situations where We've been keeping going back all night to, I think we've got a, a kind of a war fixation, but just like in the heat of the battle or the heat of the moment, you know, your response there, um, I guess that probably is a bit of an insight into, you know, your, your, you know, your, your ability to muster the power when you need to, now that you have chosen the road of, of doing this thing to this level, you know. It's a, it's a mentality thing. I don't, I don't know. Yeah. It's, I, I maybe use that example a, a bit, but, um, when I was in school, I was suspended maybe six or seven times in school. Yeah, just for, surprised. Just for 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 like messing and not fighting or anything yeah. aggressive, but just doing, just like just crossing the line. And then you might do something in class that would bring you to that that moment where you just don't know what's going to happen or how anyone's going to react. And it's kind of like. <laughs> <laughs> Like I, I studied psychology in school, but I probably learned uh, like in college. And, but I learned more about psychology by actually just pushing that line and seeing what happens. Yeah. When mm. you say something or do something out of line, and sometimes you cross the line, you do things wrong, 
and you learn from it and then you like you won't do that again but like there's sometimes you just see people's real reaction when you get to that that point mm-hmm. and um maybe there's a parallel with that and playing music that i want to get to that point where i'm actually just mm-hmm. really in that situation and like when you you kind of, I kind of felt most alive in those situations mm-hmm. because you everything's you kind of heighten, heightened sense of everything like heightened sense mm-hmm. of timing atmosphere mm-hmm. um sound sight mm-hmm. like it's like mm-hmm. it's that type of that type of um just experience you're just you're in that and you can't but be in it because mm-hmm. It occupies all the space. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you sink or swim, yeah. like, and, yeah. and like, and then when you're playing, like, you play music, you're you can you can go out and you can make a complete hands of it, and then like it it can have a, a very bad like impact on you afterwards. Yeah. Like, yeah. like you could end your career at any given moment <laughs> by virtue of what you do, or by you know, and that's act, a, you know, yeah, really yeah, essentially, yeah, yeah. That's a, that's a, a feeling anyway. Act, yeah, know. yeah. That's such a brilliant description, comic. I, I hesitate to even ask you a single other question because that is really a beautiful summation of, of what it is that you're trying to do there. Just when we were talking about Mam earlier, um, like the experience of looking at it all and, and the sound and, and the visuals together was... I read somewhere about when you're skiing down uh, a mountain, um, well, skiing down a slope... Um, like your your vision is taking in is at one hundred percent, you know, operating at one hundred percent capacity. It's like your your brain power is taking, you know, because you're measuring and you're you're taking it all in. Mm-hmm. But um, I suppose there's I, I I felt like that with Mam that you know at, at any one point that you know there's so many different things that are kind of operating that you know that was that what felt like to to, to observe. But when you're talking there about meeting or going to that moment or challenging or, or having that high wire act with yourself it is there's an element of that too where it's just it's all working and and it could all fall down yeah yeah absolutely <laughs> yeah it's like a sense of being like a real sense of being alive mm. and connected as well yeah connected to everything around like some most my most profound experiences have been playing music yeah in that place or it's going and yeah. being able to just feel like maybe kind of over your body as well mm-hmm. <laughs> in, in mm-hmm. some in some some situations but um yeah so. yeah well on that bombshell <laughs> maybe one more tune Cormac it's been such a pleasure talking to you and and we have resolved um to come back to some of the uh some other aspects of of we could have lots more to talk about but we'll tune back in in part two yeah thanks <laughs> thanks, thanks, thanks Cormac um uh, so one more tune amazing thank you